had a crazy kind of kind of crazy weekend in one sense, um, and maybe you aren't aware of any of these happenings. But uh, post a video online on Friday. That uh, yeah, there you go. Um, what's funny about all that is um, on Wednesdays I teach teenage class, and they always think it's fun for me to come in with something stupid to show them at first, and they continue to like me as I, as I continue to show them something stupid, and uh, and sometimes if it's if I think it's funny enough, I'll put it online. If you didn't see it, you're really missing out. It's, uh, you're not missing out at all. Uh, I covered, basically what happened was I did a cover of Adele's new song, Hello, uh, acapella, but instead of having other singers, I just did animal sounds in the background. It was really good. Uh, now, um, yeah, but, okay, but here's something that happened, let me tell you about it. No one ever shares anything I ever do. No one. Nobody. I feel completely safe. Just showing the friends I have the stupid things I do and saying, here, don't you think it's funny? And I, and I make the younger people laugh and I confuse the older people and it's fine. But I share that. But then 20 different people shared this to their friends. And as of now, it's like at 2,000 views. And I'm getting panicked because Ellen's going to call any minute. <laughs> And want me to be on her show, and I can't do all that stuff at once. I don't know what I'm. So like, there's this moment of like, oh goodness, I, I, I don't, I don't want everybody seeing this. But then it's kind of fun all together. Larry White, who's not here, uh, I will, I'm going to pick on, even though he's not here. Um, he always used to come up to me, um, just in public places. And say, I really like that sermon. I say, thank you. Say, I'm just really scared somebody's going to come steal you away. Like come, like a big church is going to come in and say, come, come be our preacher, and they'll, and I'll take, they'll take me up there. And then he said, and then I saw your videos on Facebook, <laughs> and I realized no one's ever going to come take me away. <laughs> Isn't that great? But there's a sense of that. Like, if, if you say something and a bunch of people um, appreciate it, or you do something and a bunch of people appreciate it, you think, wow, I'm pretty special. But, if that involved quacking a lot, then not all that special. You're still kind of stupid. But you, there's moments in your life where you feel probably more special than other times, and there's moments in your life where you feel probably less special than other times, and that those sort of swing, right? I mean, those of you who feel really special one day will feel really not all that special one day. And those of you who just sort of, some of you teeter quite gently, right? The, other, uh, the rest of us rock back and forth between sentiments of I feel pretty good about myself and I don't feel very good about myself. And if how well you feel about yourself is determined solely on how many people appreciate what you said or did on Facebook or Twitter, you are not in a very healthy place. It needs to be bigger than that 
I'll tell you this morning, it is bigger than that. I am ready for some good news. There's just times I, I get up here and I try to I, I try to proclaim the good news on a regular basis, but today, just over the past several weeks, I'm ready for good news. I'm ready for someone to tell me something that is of worth. And the Christmas season couldn't have come sooner. Now those of you who have gone to Church of Christ all your life and just this year started coming to this particular Church of Christ and you hear a preacher start talking about some things that happen on Christmas, during Christmas time you might be a little confused. Those of you who are Baptist and Methodist and Pentecostal who come to church and join in our family together, you don't understand this thing. But in Church of Christ for a long time, it has been kind of viewed as um, a faux pas to bring up the birth of Jesus during Christmas. I know that sounds crazy. I'll tell you why it sounds crazy. Because uh, it's crazy. <laughs> now, it is most... And the reason we got there is we've said, well, that's December 25th is not when Jesus was born. And actually, you can prove that. It's actually pretty true. December 25th is not the birth date of Jesus. It's probably sometime in the um, latter part of September. Now, it's a good guess. But I said that confidently, and you believed it. <laughs> no, it really is. Probably sometime in the last part of September. Now, we say, well, that's not... It's not true, so we're not aligning ourselves with it. I don't care. If the world thinks that this month is the best time to talk about Jesus being born, I am not going to come into that conversation contentiously. I'm going to come into it and say, yeah, Jesus was born, and it was, it was crazy. It's good news. We have good news. A child has been born, and it, that child is a gift. And, that, and Jesus' birth says something specific about you. And it's probably the same thing it said about the shepherds. Jesus' birth says something about how valuable you are. Um, I'm going to... I, I don't have the clicker and I don't have the monitor, so y'all just y'all keep up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'll try to not mess it up either. In verse eight, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were. Terrified. Now, if you are a shepherd out in the field at night, you already have a fairly low level of terror just residing in your bones. Can't see anything. You just you're you don't know what's out there. You basically walk out into the wild with bait you're supposed to protect. Right? So all the things you take a bunch of things that are easy to catch and fun to eat, and you take it out to a field. At night, and you let um, the things that want to catch and eat the things that you have out there with you. And you're not just taking it out there and saying, here, lions and tigers and bears, you can handle it. No, tiger. But, so, in that region, I'm not, the Church of Christ doesn't believe in tigers. No, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> I realize how that sounds. But they, they, they had to protect this thing that, was, that couldn't protect itself. And is is a 
much wanted prey in the region. So they're out there, and they are constantly on alert, looking around. Something might have happened. Where's the looking for the eyes off in the distance? And then, boom, light. <laughs> Scary as all get out. This this angel appears in front of them. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. All the people. Now, that's a big deal um, if you're a Jewish person hearing this. Because the thing he said was it will be for all the Gentiles, all the nations, all the other. It will be for everybody. This good news is not just for the Jewish people, but it's for all who will hear it. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ. Another way of saying He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. There's a sense sometimes that we have as Christians of uh, where, where we feel like we are less than. Like we're not, we're unworthy, we're, I mean, all that's true, but sometimes we can tend to wallow in it. In our unworthiness, we go on and on about our unworthiness. Um, but God loves us on this level that you can't even imagine. And that He sent His Son. The sacrifice of sending His Son is not just one that happened on the cross, it also happened in the manger. That God became man. And then he told the shepherds. Now this is quite crazy. Because if you're announcing a king, wouldn't you tell the people, the rulers? And if you're announcing the Messiah, wouldn't you tell the religious leaders? But instead... We have shepherds. Now, you may have not thought about this much because it's just the story. Yes, the shepherds were told. But why were the shepherds told? Why were the shepherds picked? No one else. There were no stonemasons who showed up to greet Jesus. There were no fishermen who showed up to greet Jesus. There were shepherds. <laughs> the keeper of the sheep. Now, there's a bit of... I've heard sermons before and actually read in commentaries, um, commentaries that were written back in the 60s and 70s, uh, that, that shepherding was considered like a, like an unclean job. Like it was, it was actually not just bad pay, but it was actually not respected. And that's not, that's just, that's not true. Um, shepherds were greatly respected, and actually a lot of people were shepherds, but because so many people were shepherds, I mean, you imagine, uh, the Jewish, the, the, People of Israel, their main holiday, they sacrifice close to like ten thousand sheep. They need this is a huge this is huge business in Israel, shepherding sheep. So there's 
while they're very much respected, they're not paid very well. So much so that if you own sheep, you probably don't own a whole lot of land, so you have to supplement your income by um, being a, a, a shepherd at night for somebody else who owns more land. So these guys in the field probably own their own land just a little bit, own their own sheep just a little bit, but to supplement their income, they had to go at night and work in the field. They respected. But in a system where you are born with the same amount of status that you will die, you know that you will not move up the ranks. You cannot get richer, you can get poorer, but you're probably going to stay the same. They're at the lower rung of society. Once again, not unclean, but they're just at the lower rung. If you grabbed one of them and say, I don't know, made them king, it would be quite confusing. Even about a thousand years after David was grabbed and then king. So when the announcement comes into the field, and we hear the shepherds get the first news that this is baby is born, not a baby they know, not from a family they know, but just the Messiah has come. Well, who gets to who gets first wind of that? Who should get first wind of that? We think it should be someone who probably could do more things about it. Who could who could you know make sure that baby is safe? Who make sure that that baby is well taken care of to be able to help the parents financially? No. Shepherds in a, in, a, in a field watching sheep, scared to death. Who, who, who are they that they get to hear about the Messiah first? Who are they? I'll tell you, they're unworthy of their role. They're unworthy of what they are given. They are unworthy of what they get to experience. They are unworthy. But they get to experience it anyway. They are told anyway. And so they celebrated. Sometimes I feel like Christians can sometimes get caught up in our conviction. We can say, I am a sinner. Yes, you are. Good conclusion. I'm glad you got there. But there's better news. The good news is the Messiah came for all people and that his death, burial, and resurrection changes you into something that you didn't earn. And I feel like sometimes the Christian's reaction to that is go, oh man, I didn't earn it, I'm worthless. No! Go home and celebrate. You weren't worthy of what you got to experience it. Experience it. You got to experience it. Anyway, the worst kind of Christians are the ones that think they're worthy of the one of the kind of experience they get. The ones who think they've earned it. And now they're in charge of making sure everybody else is in line. We, when you get to that point, you aren't celebrating either. It's that beautiful ground of going and seeing the king, whether it be the child or whether it be the crucified Lord or the resurrected king. It's that beautiful experience of being connected with God, being connected with His 
with his kingdom being connected with his king, being saved, being redeemed, being resurrected. It's that sort of experience that sends us on our way and says, go rejoice. The thing you didn't think you were worthy of, you were given anyway. That sort of celebration is beautiful and it happens in so many different ways. People stand up and raise their hands. Some people sit quietly with their hands at their sides. People, we, we celebrate in different ways, but it should be a celebration anyway. Our life, because of Jesus, is a party to be thrown. It's a celebration. It should be this this. Exuberance we have. And listen, painful things happen. Heartbreak happens. We will be sad, we will grieve, we will be broken at times. But our life should be centered on this fact that God came to us and said, There's someone special for you waiting in Bethlehem. You should go see. We don't deserve that. Shepherds didn't deserve that. <coughs> I love my kids. I love my kids. Um, they can all bring in any money. <laughs> see, we haven't seen a dime. Actually, they take our dimes and leave them sitting out. But we continue to feed and clothe and love and nurture our wonderful kids. Who, at first, don't earn any of it. Now it would be crazy if your kids, who you loved and nurtured and adored and, and thought was the most precious thing in the world, constantly came to you and said, I'm not worthy of you, Dad. And at first, the first time you would say, yes, that's true. But the second time, it would get old, right? You would say, okay, just go play. But I love you anyway, it's fine. Let's not, let's not think about that. Just, you get to feel safe in this house. You get to feel loved in this house. You get to feel protected and, and um, cared for in this place. But I'm not worth well, just enjoy it. Quit crying about not being worthy. Quit lamenting it. Enjoy the relationship you have with God. The better illustration is me and Rachel. I'm not worthy. Jimmy, quit nodding. <laughs> I mean, some people were nodding. Jimmy was just doing a little more emphatically there, right? Over things that aren't worth being tied up and not over. 
some of you aren't celebrating anything. And listen, sometimes it doesn't feel like there's anything to celebrate. The thing that should bring us back on a regular basis is, whether it's child in the manger, or it's crucified rabbi, or a resurrected king, we were not worthy, but we were rewarded regardless. That's that big word we call grace. It's a gift. <coughs> we're going to at some point talk about wise men, gifts they bring. This first story, these shepherds, it's a gift they receive. The gift with great joy and celebration. And let it fuel you in your life. Let it change you in your day. Because yes, you're not worthy. But you've been told the good news. You've been told the good news that Jesus was God's son, that he died on the cross and resurrected in his king. You've been told the good news because you're... Because God wants you to know the good news. Because the good news is for you. <coughs> that sort of thing. I mean, if you could just focus on that daily. Just every once in a while, during the day, remember, God did things for me. Then your ups and downs won't be based on petty things. You will have ups and downs, and they'll be based on very serious things, but it won't be based on petty things. It'll be based on things that matter. I will be loved by God. I will let God love me. And when God says I'm worthy of His love, I will leave God and I will get out of whatever mess I'm wallowing in and follow God. So if you've never come to see the King, if you've never made the journey to interact with the Messiah, if you've never loved felt the love of God change you from fearful to rejoicing. Today is the day to make that transition. Start following Jesus. Be united with Jesus into his death, burial, and resurrection through baptism. Give your life, your commitment to God for this church family. And it will change you. Come unworthy, just as you are, and leave rejoicing, just because of what God has made you. If you want that change today, it is free, it is open. You may say, I'm unworthy. That's the first step. Take that second step. Come on down and accept the gift, the grace given by the one who doesn't care that you are unworthy that his son in you. You want to give your life over to Jesus. 
you want to leave here celebrating today, come forward right now.